Great chiropractors and physical therapists are under constant pressure of declining insurance reimbursements and long hours. But did you know there's a way to double your profit without working more? By building a gym onto your practice, you can earn more income, stabilize your business, and be a hero to your family, patients, and team. It's a big undertaking with a huge reward. Dr. Josh Satterley has done it, changed his life, and now wants to help you do the same. Welcome to Clinic Gym Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of Clinic Gym Radio. I am your host, Dr. Josh Satterley. And I am honored tonight to be joined by doctors. That's where you go, the DRS period. Doctors Kevin Christie and Bobby Maybe. Hey, guys. Kevin, Bobby, how you guys doing? Good. How are you? Fan-freaking-tastic. Awesome. I know, Bobby, that you live your life in the fan-freaking-tastic mode. So uh, I'm excited to be on with you guys tonight. Hey, listen, I, this is awesome because we're right in the middle of you guys launching a huge product to the uh, kind of evidence-based, evidence-informed community the CSA. Uh, Kevin, can you give us a breakdown real quick of what is the CSA and why are people seeing it all over their, their Facebook and Instagram feeds and what it's all about? Yes, yeah, the Chiropractic Success Academy and uh, Bobby and I had been just kind of workshopping the idea for uh, since late 2017 as what we thought was missing in the in the chiropractic profession, right? Like as far as the, the total package. We've seen some docs out there with a few things, but struggling, or uh, we've seen some that are thriving. And why was that? And uh, we wanted to put that into uh, an, an academy, essentially, that's going to be um, continuous. And it's going to be a, a process to where they can implement things right away. But at the same time, it's going to be additive. And we're going to have some experts come in there and really uh, try to be the uh, foundation of, of the person's either their business or their associateship, independent contractor, or even if they're a student looking to uh, supplement their, their education in this type of material. Awesome. So for the practicing clinician, this is like, here's uh, what should be going on in your practice. And if you don't have this, fill in the gaps. Hmm. For the young independent contractor associate person, it's, hey, here's how you can be a star performer and really make some impact on your current clinic and make some money. And for the student, it's here's what to expect when you actually do go into the real world of practice. Did I have that right? Absolutely. Awesome. And I know it's, it's broken out into like three or four phases. Um, Bobby, can you kind of break out why you guys chose those and what you notice about them that, that said, hey, these are the ones we need to focus on? Because there's a hundred things you could focus on in any practice, right? But you guys chose what, four of them? Four. It, it, the, the whole thing is set up like a YouTube type channel. So there's four channels to to choose from within that within the the academy itself. There's so it's lip syncs, cat videos. That's right. That's people right. getting hurt. Uh, <laughs> well, you do have to sort of make it entertaining at the same time because uh, if it was completely didactic, then it would just be a course, you know. Right. And come take our course. But this is a it's a family. It's a circle. There's um, uh, mastermind components and and accountability components. Um, so the four channels would be the producer, because we do have to admit that to be a successful chiropractor these days, you have to produce not just content and marketing, but you have to produce, you have to be somebody who does things. I mean, I've heard stories of uh, uh, associates who don't even want to answer the phone and, and not just associates, but I know doctors who don't pick up a phone. Josh is looking at me right now and he's saying, like, you don't pick up the phone, dude. <laughs> it's like people yeah, don't I've answer the you. phone, you know, they don't, they don't get up and make phone calls or make yeah. connections with people. And so producing the channel, the producer channel is about producing things in this world or in this profession. Um, there's a clinician channel because we want to focus on clinical skills and the clinical aspects that'll make a physician successful in chiropractic. There is a... Uh, a mindset sort of one, the doctor, the the individual himself or herself. And it's just like, uh, you know, you got to have that space between your ears, right? It doesn't mean we have to go full Tony Robbins on people, but you do have to know that you've got to manage your, um, your stress and you've got to manage uh, your staff and you've got to manage all this stuff in your life and you've got to be a good family person. And how do we, how do we get balance and not hurt ourselves on the job and, and lose out on income and things like that. So, so that channel focuses on that. And then the last channel, if I remember right, oh, is business. Um, you know, being a business person is always, they say it's the most difficult thing, but 
uh, we want to make people have, re- we want people to have resources that will help them in business, even though they they don't hear all this information from like an MBA or an expert in the business world. We're not probably going to replace what you learn somewhere else, but we would definitely like to supplement it. Um, as a little backstory, myself and Kevin, we both run Facebook groups that have very large followings. My uh, Forward Thinking Chiropractic Alliance has 6,000 members and uh, Kevin's uh, Modern Chiropractic Marketing Group is pushing pushing to 3,000 envelope uh, pretty soon. And uh, that those groups, there's been there's been so much information shared over there. My, my group's been there for four years. I don't know how long Kevin's group's been there. Mm-hmm. But for all those years or all that time or all that combined time between the two groups, there's just been tons of information. And I'm just that kind of guy that catalogs all of that and says, that's an important topic because it keeps showing up over and over and over again. That's an important topic. Let's talk about that. And let's talk about that. So I'm taking what people have been talking about in these groups and saying, these are important aspects. And somehow, some way that boiled down to four channels, uh, four is better than five and it's better than three, I guess. I don't know. Or I heard somewhere that you're supposed to have four channels. I don't know. There's just four channels, man. <laughs> yeah, well, it's better than six-minute abs and five-minute abs. That's right. That's right. Four-minute abs, yeah. Hopping <laughs> in the woods like a little bunny. Um, That's awesome. But, but what we have to do is uh, we've had this conversation earlier today. Uh, Josh introduced me to the concepts of trading in, trailing indicators and leading indicators is you, you can't just look back, but we do have to have some sort of assessment process for these folks who join our circle. So we are going to have an assessment process. And I think when they look at that assessment process, they're going to go, oh, of those four categories, this is probably the one I need to focus on the most. Now, if we're talking about evidence-based or evidence-informed doctors, they're going to all want to rush over to the clinical channel, right? But with the assessment process, Maybe they need to work on their headspace a little bit, Mm -hmm. or maybe they need to work on being a better producer of content and it'll show them that they need to focus on that channel. But um, it's not didactic. That just purely improving my clinical skills may not actually drive up my business (laughs) or success rate. I'm probably going to say that some of the worst chiropractors out there are the ones with the best clinical skills. Oh my God. Breaking hearts left and right here, Bobby, but that is your role. So this is awesome. So not only do I get the content or the info, but I also get an assessment that as objective as this can be, uh, kindly slaps me across the face and says, Hey, stupid. I know you're focusing on clinical skills, but what you actually need to do is start producing. Yeah, actually, um, we had a quite a really good response on the first couple of days of, of launching this, uh, more than we actually expected. So we increased our goals and uh, we've already got the closed Facebook group for, that's associated with the academy and uh, we dumped in there the practice audit. And so it's a three page fillable PDF to where the person fills it out and gets it back to me um, probably going to limit that to the first 50 <laughs> for right now because <laughs> I'm going to be rolling through it and I'm going to get like a three page document, right? I, I think I've seen it before. It's like a, two yeah. a three pages long of yeah. kind of deep yeah. dive into your practice and how it's set up and what's working for you. I used that also last uh, at the end of uh, 2017 with some chiropractors I worked on to, to build their 2018 strategy. And then I ran Bobby through just a beta test. So he knew what we were putting in there. Yeah, and it was plainly obvious what I was missing. <laughs> but no, I mean, it touches on all kinds of things, you know, like sometimes it's, it's asking about what their goals are as far as finances. And then it's also asking some of the marketing strategies that they do or, or do not have. And it gives us a good kind of a, a picture of what's going on in their, in their life as far as their practice and uh, spill over into their, into their personal. And so from there, I'm going to, I'm going to give them the top three things they just need to start working on right now. Like, okay, you got to start with these three things. We'll, we will worry about the rest. Um, but then, yeah, in, inside of the Academy, there's going to be a, um, you know, a, a combination of a step-by-step approach of things you need to implement based on where you're at, right? Like, are we talking to the the 10-year chiropractor that's got two practices that's, 
firing on all cylinders, but looking to, to bring on an associate and doesn't know what to do? Or, or are we talking about the, the, the new grad or the, the, the two years out type of person? So we want to get that picture of who's in the academy and where they can start from it. And then it's going to be a, a bunch of different good contributors, top contributors um, that are uh, mostly um, active in the, in the community that we see already as far as in, in Bobby's group and in my group, uh, but getting a lot deeper into topics versus, say, the podcast type of 30,000-foot overview. Yeah, I love it. Um, I mean, you, you say top, com, top uh, contributors, like you asked me to contribute, so I know we we're going to have some mid-level contributors there as well. <laughs> uh, those would be the ones that I'm, I'm more associated with. But uh, yeah, this is awesome because I, I think that, you know, one of the hardest things as you go into practice, whether you're new or you've been in for 10 years, I think one of the most difficult things to find is truly, truly objective feedback as to how, you, what, how you're doing where you need to go, where you can go, and what's possible. And I think that, you know, if you're a lonely, I'm saying kind of lonely in air quotes there, but lonely chiropractor who's kind of an independent, uh, practicing independently, you have an admin staff, you have a CA, but you don't really have another peer practicing with you. It's easy to think that all your ideas are great, that your course is correct, that your compass is pointed to true north. And I think when you get around a group of people that are truly trying to advance, like what you guys are creating here, that it helps reset that or maybe it, it, it gives you some reference marks and say, eh, maybe your plan is not so close to perfect as you think it is, you know? Well, that's why people do it. Uh, a lot of them, that's why people stay on their own island mm-hmm. is for this sort of ego thing of like, I'm, I'm king of this island and no one can tell me I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and how I had many a- you know, you, you come into somebody's island and you're like, whoa, there's a lot of bad poisonous stuff going on here. And they're like, what are you talking about? Everything's great. I had a uh, client, you know, I work in the uh, chiropractors that are adding a gym. So I had a client who was telling me a funny story. I always think about this when it comes to business, but he had a woman walk in and she said, I need to lose 50 pounds, five, zero, 50 pounds in eight months because I have my daughter's wedding. And he said, well, what are you currently doing? And she said, well, I, uh, I walk for 20 minutes twice a week. <laughs> so I walk 20 minutes twice a week. And um, for breakfast, I limit myself to two cups of oatmeal. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, everybody listening is probably like throwing their hands up or, you know, steering their car <laughs> onto the shoulder, screaming at their steering wheel, going, there's no way but this that is was better for her. That, that That's was, right. Yeah. yeah. But her perception was that that was actually good. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. and that's what I'm saying about the objective technique is their objective measurements. Sometimes in practice, we think all that we're doing is what's work, what's working. And for that woman, maybe 20 minutes of walking was all she could fit in her schedule to start. But as soon yeah. as she's successful with two, two sessions of 20 minutes of walking a week, I, I would personally ask her to do a little more. I, I think she has some potential for improvement there. If she wants to lose 50 pounds in four, in eight months, uh, yeah, and totally. by the way, she was like 58 years old. So, you know, as women age, it's harder and harder to actually lose weight. Uh, and that's not my opinion. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's just scientific, baby. But uh, I think that a lot of people get into practice and they're like, if I just do one more video every month, I'll be a producer. And it's like, yeah. it's not quite it. Yeah. Well, obviously that comes down to goals. Like, where do you want to be? Um, yeah. You well, know, if I tell you I want to be making $300,000 a month, off my, or sorry, 300,000 a year off my practice. And I'm only willing to shoot two videos a month. I think that your program will tell your assessment at least will tell me like, Hey, uh, as kindly as we can come back to reality, buddy. Yeah. yeah. And and, and, uh, there's plenty of people who are doing like, there are plenty of people out there in the chiropractic profession that are amazing. Uh, I used to not think that way. I used to think they were all, um, uh, uh, more troglodytes. <laughs> well, you anybody know? that's followed you, I always learn. I always learn a new word from him. <laughs> and, like, well. <laughs> and then when I got to go out and meet more chiropractors and learn about them, there are some absolutely amazing people in this profession, and they'll settle for like you know whatever, make up a number, hundred thousand dollars a year, because when they were twenty four, they thought that was a great number. And if those people just knew what they had inside of them, that they could be. Uh, they could change the whole face of this profession if they just put a little more effort into 
what they're doing. The, the, the bar is quite low in this profession to make a substantial difference mm-hmm. in the world. Like not just in your community's lives, but in the world, if you just put some freaking effort into it, um, preach, so you see that preach. everywhere you look. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things that you gotta look at it too is, uh, I, th- I think some of the chiropractors out there feel like, um, uh, marketing and business are, are dirty words, right? Like they, they think of business, they think of the shark, they think of marketing, they think of like the sham wow guy, right? And, and that's not what we're trying to do. You know, like With the I, eyebrow, I, that dude or? Yeah, that dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it's it's really wait, not. There's a, more. <laughs> exactly. It's really not about that. It's, it's I, I like to look at it as kind of invisible marketing that, that a chiropractor and I think a doctor in general can do. And, and I think that's the, the key is, you, you want your community to look at you as a, a value-added resource or an educator, uh, not necessarily just a, a marketer, right? And we know the difference. We, we can smell the difference. We can see the difference sometimes when we go to a farmer's market and you see a dry spine there next to the produce stand. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you, you want it to have a nice comprehensive marketing strategy. You're going to have some chiropractors that are outliers and have 370,000 followers on Instagram and get 25 new patients from that. And that's great. And I wish we could all do that, but that's just not in the cards. There's a lot of factors for that. So it's not about hitting the, the grand slams every time with certain platforms or certain campaigns. It's just about having an intention um, that you're setting out as far as your marketing, but also the same thing with your business. You know, like for me, if you did my, if you did my PVA and you did my office averages and you did my revenues, you would think I'd make less money than I actually take home. But then you don't know the whole picture of the business as far as like, I was able to buy my office space. I was able to sublet out some space. I was able to decrease my mortgage substantially with that, make some investments with that basically by having kind of that delayed gratification on what I was making and, and doing it wisely with some of the, the extra, the profits versus, uh, versus the Porsche. Um, I think, I think that's something to take in consideration. And those will be some of the things we talk about and how to marry that into the the clinician role. And then a lot of that is the mindset. I mean, I think that's, I know Mike Stanley, I want to give him a shout out because he had a post in your group, Bobby, about the, about the mindset of a lot of these chiropractors feel guilty about potentially making money. And that's just a, that's a bad mindset. Yeah. yeah, I think that's that's huge that there's that definite guilt. Uh, before we address this and dive in, can you give, uh, Bobby, can you give everybody a, a idea of where to go to sign up for this amazing program? I don't even know that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's how good it is. It's super no, no, no. secret. It's a longer sort. So the, the I got you. URL is membership.csacircle.com mm-hmm. and that's going to put you on the registration page membership.csacircle.com. There he is. Awesome. All right. I've had a few of these pale ales here to get ready for this podcast and and, uh, it's not making my synapses go any faster. (laughs) My vocabulary is expanding by the minute, but my ability to think of things. We've had a long week. We've had a long week. Yeah. Well, it's exciting. How long has this been in the works, by the way? Like when when was the initial conversation about this? Like, hey, there's Uh, a need here. We talked about that earlier today. November 2017 was when we were like, hey, wouldn't it be awesome if? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And And I've had this, I've always wanted to do this. Um, uh, I just never, I'm not a technology rat and I I can't, like I'm learning a lot of this tech tech stuff as we go. Yeah. Yeah. so I, I mean, if it, if it was up to me and I did it myself, like we would all be mailing each other through snail mail or <laughs> like you would get your new module in the mail, you know, in a package or something. You know, I want to, I want to actually give another shout out for that. It was that, yeah, you know, Bobby had a lot of the ideas. Um, we collaborated on that. I think, I think I bring some of the marketing stuff to the table and a couple other things. But one of the things that's been a game changer for me, and I've mentioned it on my podcast, was the, the VA, the virtual assistant that I delegated to. Yeah. And, yeah. and she, she made a lot of stuff that, that Bobby and I thought of uh, actually happen. <laughs> yeah. um, 
so that was pretty cool. And then, and then Bobby was able to uh, get a VA on his end to work on the, uh, the academy side of things. So there's like a couple different components going on. So it was nice to, to have it, have that delegation, which is uh, again, going back to the four channels, that's a big part of what we're going to dive into is, is yeah. teaching folks how to, to delegate some of this stuff. And it's not about sometimes can you do it? It's like, can you find someone that can do it to, to yeah. make your ideas I think real? That- that a lot of chiropractors out there, especially those that are in practice more than like two or three years, you hear the word delegation and Kevin, you and I have talked about this, but delegation is a trained learned skill. It is not something that you just make that decision and go, well, I guess from here on out, I'm going to delegate. No, no, no. Uh You have to understand what it takes. What are, what is the person you're delegating to expecting? uh, How do you learn to do that? And I, I think you guys cover that in the business kind of phase of your program. Is that Mm -hmm. correct? Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's some advice for the student or the soon to be associate out there. Um, When I was an associate, I worked for a very, very large chiropractic corporation in the Bay area, California. And my boss at the time, and he was hardcore. He was from the East coast. He was from New Jersey and he was like a mob guy, you know, (laughs) he made every associate watch that uh, Glenn Glary, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross Ross. scene. With the whole, like, always be closing. Like, you had to watch that. That was a requirement. <laughs> awesome. And uh, so, if you don't know that scene, look up the, uh, the Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross scene. That's on what made Alec Baldwin famous, the, right? Yeah, there. it's the Alec Baldwin scene, yeah. That's got its own channel in our academy. <laughs> <laughs> the That's Alec the Baldwin big, channel. Um, <laughs> Glenn Gary, Glenn uh, Ross. Yeah. But he, what he did was he came to me and he said, okay, so you make this much uh, a year starting or whatever, a month starting. Here's a list of all the things that I do in my job to make this clinic successful. And he had all the stuff, talking to, networking with attorneys, um, writing reports, hiring, firing, uh, managing the staff, picking up the phone, making phone calls when you don't want to make phone calls, cleaning the freaking toilets. He had the, he had the whole thing on a list. And he said, the more of those things on my list that become things on your list, the more I will pay you. Mm-hmm. Oh. And if I can have all of the things on my list on your list and I don't have to do any of the stuff on this list, you will make a lot of money because then I can go and find somebody else. I can open a new clinic somewhere else and I can expand and then I can hopefully find someone who will do the same thing there and then keep that whole ball rolling. Can I expand on that real quick? Because yeah, I, sure. I think that's a, a misconception too, is a, a lot of people when they think, if I delegate everything, I'm not going to do anything and people are going to think I'm not doing anything. Like my team members are going to think I'm lazy. And that's not the case. What I've found is I've gotten better at delegation and still a work in progress, but, but hiring the VA was a big step in the right direction. But what I've found way, was virtual assistant is the VA, by the way. Sorry. Yeah, no, yeah. Not, not the not veterans yeah. <laughs> I, I am speaking to a veteran, so I should. Uh, but yeah, so that's one of the things that I found was what it's done for me is it's allowed me to, to focus on higher level thinking. That's right. Right. And that's and that his argument was he can, he can get a driver and then he can start driving to clinics and he can have a higher level of thinking Absolutely. versus the, and, and, and that's not us. I mean, we have to be very careful when we use that kind of language. Like if, if you're a clinician and your whole passion is to work within a clinic and not like you don't want to dominate the whole chiropractic sphere, that's fine. Like being a really good clinician is like awesome. Yeah. It's like, pretty high up the photo pole. Um, you know, with me and Kevin, one of the one of the things I think that we sort of bond on is is no matter where we go in the world, we still want to be clinicians to some level because there's there's a certain amount of pride and joy and that's the whole purpose for doing all this is to make the 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 patient better and, and serve your community but um but if you're of a certain mindset you can't avoid higher level thinking especially once you actually learn how to delegate which is not easy yeah absolutely and that's one thing is again as the doctors uh we're not like being a chiropractor and, and treating people, that's a pretty high thing to do. So it's not like when you were getting delegated to, it wasn't like it was, you know, you know, punching holes in paper and stuff like that. It's just, right, right. you know, it was like sometimes maybe the, the low level di- delegation as an associate is just being a clinician, which is not low level, but it's just where if that practice is, is putting you right now, as far as let's focus on that and we'll do some of the other stuff and then you'll have room to grow because obviously you got to lock in the clinic clinical stuff first and then everything yeah. else goes from there. 
And yeah. we'll tie that back into your VA. And then uh, obviously Josh is putting up his hand mm-hmm. without her being able to do what she did. I mean, her, you would, you would propose to your virtual assistant, a challenge or can we do that? And she'd be like, yeah, got it done. We can do that. And it's just like yeah. this whole load comes off your chest and like, sweet, I can go do something else. Exactly. And that's I, what, I don't think there's a sweeter feeling than when you ask your VA to do something, go in and see, you know, four, five patient visits and you come out and something that would have taken you a week in between patients is now done yeah. after just like an hour and a half of patient care. You're like, mm-hmm. ah. oh, especially me who still counts on an abacus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a chiropractor or physical therapist working long hours, worrying about lower repayments and missing out on quality time with your family? You can double your income without working more hours by adding a gym to your practice. Clinic Gym Hybrid Solutions has a step-by-step guide that dramatically simplifies and speeds up the addition of a fitness center and its monthly recurring revenue. In just six months, you can be on your way to freedom. Visit ClinicGymHybrid.com today for a free downloadable PDF and complimentary consultation to get you started. That's ClinicGymHybrid.com. Well, let me ask you guys this, because I know that when people say like, oh, if, if we just went out and asked chiropractors, what do you want to improve about your clinic or what do you want to do to get started? There'd be 150 different answers, right? Mm-hmm. How did there, you guys- There were 253 different answers. Yeah. All right. So there'd be 253 different answers. And <laughs> <laughs> thank you for upstaging me there. But uh, We did a survey monkey, so we know that for sure. Awesome. <laughs> so how did you distill it down? And I would love to ask this. When you distilled it down to like, you need to do X, Y, or Z to be a successful chiropractor in 2018. Who, so we can do a little shout out to our folks on the Facebook page, but who did that really well? For example, you know, you mentioned Mike Stanley earlier. I know uh, Aaron, Aaron Jorgensen is doing things right. Yeah. I know that uh, there, you know, uh, there's this dude down in uh, Florida, Kevin Christie. <laughs> He's all about content marketing. He's doing things well, you know? Mm-hmm. What are the lessons and who are the people that really exemplified that? Okay. So first the survey we did on SurveyMonkey, uh, it was five questions. I'd never paid attention to the first four questions. They weren't key to me. Uh, and they were like true, false or AB or whatever. The last question was open-ended. And is it Bobby was, hot? Yes or no? <laughs> the, the last question was what, what is your biggest fear as a chiropractor was the last question. It was open-ended. The number one answer by far was uh, what I lumped into sort of like evidence-based excuses. And it was like the other guy down the street who believes in the other way of practicing has ruined it for me. I don't have MD respect. Um, Insurance companies don't pay me enough or they're going to pay me less. It was all these things that you you just can't freaking control. And so they to me, they're just excuses. So... So the largest response of fear was most people were afraid of things they cannot absolutely control. And that was concerning to me because if you fear something you can't even control, your fear is very likely to get out of hand (laughs) and you can't do anything about it. So I threw those in the dumpster. We can't help those people. If you think that, um, you know, we're going to automatically get MD respect or that the, the profession's going to split and you're going to get rid of the people you don't like. Yeah. How have Democrats and Republicans done this? You know, they're not going anywhere. So, um, so I threw those questions out. The next answer was failure. Most people in, in this survey of these 253 answers, the next most common answer was just fear of failure, failing at business, failing at life, letting their family down, um, that concerned me. Um, that one sort of, eh, I don't really have heartstrings. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it concerned me. It, it made me feel bad for the people who had such courage to write that down as a response. But it takes a lot of balls to say I'm afraid of failing, even though I think we all are to a degree. But to say that on, a, on an anonymous survey, that was something that meant it had a little more significance. Um, the third answer was marketing. So obviously marketing is right there. The fourth answer was like all the business stuff, scaling and practice management and hiring associates. I mean, we were right there with that one. The The next one down was like, I'm afraid of hurting somebody. I'm afraid of 
injuring someone in practice or making a bad diagnosis or not ordering a film when I should order a film. So there was like clinical stuff there. And then the ones further down were like, I'm afraid that my life is way out of balance. I work too much. My kids are young and I don't get to spend time with them. What happens if I hurt myself on the job and I can't work anymore? I mean, everything in that survey nailed exactly. And and we had the channels dialed in before we did yeah. the survey. Well, that was fear of spiders and then fear of <laughs> Yeah, the, the brown recluse and then, yeah. you know, it, it's like the channels we had already dialed in before we did the survey, but the survey sort of reconfirmed where we thought we were going to be and it worked yeah. out. And, and if you could comment, maybe Kevin, if you could comment on who's somebody that's really a great example of uh, hey, you're you're doing yeah. this and you're got a lot of success. I've got a handful that have reached out to me, and and one in particular because uh, he's on our on our landing page as a as a testimonial because he posted in in my Facebook group uh, a couple months ago. Joe Denke out of um, yeah. out of Texas, and he's changed his practice and he's changed his life. I mean, he's he's a go getter. Um, so I, I don't want to. Um, you know, say that it wasn't just him being in action, which was great, but he actually has applied a lot of this strategy stuff and he's just hired his first associate because of the influx of, of visits and stuff like that. And this is um, a dude that's been in practice for a while, right? I mean, this is the yeah. old dog learning new tricks kind of thing. Yeah. He's, he's not, he's not fresh out of school. So it's just, um, it's just changed his mindset around, uh, being that producer. Um, and, and he's, um, been, in action. I think that's the biggest thing, right? It's like yeah. so many people are just always on the sidelines and they see it. Uh, I know that, that Bobby's got some insane interaction to his Facebook group as far as them participating in it. Um, but a lot of them and a lot of my group, it, they, they need to keep that in action constantly. It's, it's that um, sometimes we, we talk about it in business or in marketing. It's, it's having the stamina, right? To, to keep it up. It's not the campaign. It's not the open up your doors and hit it hard for a year and rest on your laurels. It's, it's having the stamina to, to actually do this stuff. But what's cool about it is that when you start doing it, some of the stuff that maybe you don't like, it'll, it'll produce some revenue and some profit, like we mentioned earlier. And then you can kind of delegate that out and you get this momentum going that's uh, pretty substantial. And then all of a sudden you look back after three years, you're like, shit, I used to do all those things. I don't do anymore, yeah. but they're still happening, right? Like they're still happening. They're still producing and I'm doing this stuff now that I like. And it's, it kind of goes back uh, to those four freedoms that I've talked about before. And it's freedom of time, money, relationship and purpose. Obviously money is kind of the, I think a lot of with the money is your relationship with money. It's not necessarily how much you have, mm-hmm. uh, but it's definitely have enough to where you can just start buying some of your time and then going from there. So I think, I think Joe is a good example of that. And Joe is, by the way, he also signed up, if I can sell Joe out, he signed up to be in the academy. Yes, he did. And, and you know, it's like, Mm-hmm. it's not just people who need help that are going to be in that group. There are people, mm-hmm. we, we, there's a good spread of people. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, a dude that saw his own face on the landing page and said, Hey, <laughs> now I, I, I like that guy. That that's, dude's that's how we sold him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, right. We just what had about, a list about, of 50 testimonials. As, yeah, <laughs> yeah, there you go. That was our marketing strategy. <laughs> so, so Joe's a guy that did the, was it a marketing arm that he, he really changed like the, I uh, think for him, it was marketing and mindset. And sometimes okay. you're going to see carryover between the, the, yeah. the channels. And I know Bobby and I talked about that where we're like, okay, where should we put this piece of content? We're like, well, shit, it could probably go in three of them. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, sometimes there's some carryover. Yeah. Well, you can't get away from the fact that we're all humans who are in a business who have to build that business. Right. So yeah. who would you say, uh, is there somebody that you guys use as an example for like, Hey, this person, business acumen wise is dialed in their stud. You know, man, there are a couple, um, but I think our business channel, um, the business channel. I've got one. I've got one. Yeah, you got one. I don't have one right off the top of my head. Yeah. um, Someone that I've looked from afar for a while and and I had him on my podcast recently is Jay Greenstein. Is Josh that early? Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Who's that? I don't even know who that guy is. (laughs) <laughs> he doesn't even sorry, practice anymore. The name for us uh, again, Kevin. <laughs> uh, sorry, Jay Greenstein out of out of the uh, D.C. Maryland area, and he's a sports chiro. Does some stuff with ACA, and um, 
he's done a good job of uh, for for many years being a, a practitioner, business owner, a developer, a leader in a profession, and and I've I've looked to that quite a bit. And there's there's definitely quite a few. My mentor is Andrew Wasserman yeah. uh, out of South Florida. Real, who I real quick, Kevin, that's a Jay Greenstein. Greenstein is that's a dude that's got his mindset. Yeah. Uh, uh, dialed in because he's taken some freaking major blows, right? And and yet he's still moved forward and, and done well for himself. Yeah, he's 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 a consummate professional and um, he's done it the right way. And I, I think it's those that those are the types that I've mentioned where um, early on I was able to look at and say, you know what, we can thrive in this model of of chiropractic and and do great things and make good money. Um, and enjoy it. And, and I, I have friends that make really good money and hate their life and their career. And I think that's a big distinction where uh, we have a unique opportunity where we can uh, really enjoy what we do, have amazing conversations all day long with interesting people. Some are a pain in the ass, obviously, but um, especially in South Florida. <laughs> but you know, you have a good time doing what you do and, and you can make good money at it and you can, and you can grow your 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 whole business into a something that will sustain you for the rest of your life. So I, I think it's exciting time to be a chiropractor for sure. That's awesome. Uh, and so we got mindset. We talked about a couple of people there. Uh, business, marketing, and how about clinical wise? Anybody that you were like, wow, this dude's a this is different. This is this is awesome. We really want to highlight this person. Um, well, we would love if Brandon Steele from Cairo Up is listening. We'd love to have him talk about how he uh, how he integrates not only the Cairo Up program itself, but all that evidence based care into a healthcare system. Um, we, Brandon's a stud, man. That guy. I mean, yeah. I, I, I didn't really understand the Cairo program. I met him at Forward KC. Uh, for those of you who were there, you know what a stud he is. He, his presentation was awesome. His booth was awesome. For those who weren't there, what the hell were you doing? Sign up for <laughs> Forward 19. Uh, that's coming up. But anyways, Brandon, just uh, he has that service that kind of like allows you to input the data for your patients and you go, this is where they are. This is where they should be. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think that's a perfect example of somebody who's just crushing it. Uh, clinically. I mean, from him, I can just see him just demonstrating his vision and that would be all that you need to really do is like, how did you visualize this going down and, and what are we, what would you visualize this going down in, in people's clinics now that the Cairo program is in a couple of chiropractic colleges as well and the students utilize it. So they're going to come out knowing how to use it, but the middle to older dogs don't realize how powerful of a tool it can be. And I, and I only stumbled on it, um, through forward Casey and, and, and having him on the stage. But, um, you know, uh, Mark Bronson from Canada, he runs the evidence-based chiropractic, uh, Facebook group. He's a great evidence-based clinician. Um, man, there are so many, you know, obviously I have a love affair for Greg Friedman and his, his, uh, message. I don't have a, love affair with him guys i have a love <laughs> yeah, affair with rise his up message. baby rise up and, you know and uh you know it's not specifically about clinical stuff there but it's more about documentation with him that's his main thing but and, let's be honest i mean in the clinical setting like you get paid for documentation that's what you ask how you treated people you right? can treat people all day for free if you want if you don't want to document Right. And but it doesn't matter what you do for treatment. That's not what the insurance companies or the attorneys pay for. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's, a, that's a big part of it, right? Like diving into those details is going to help a lot of these chiropractors out. Yeah. I mean, I just talked to a guy, uh, Sam Collins, who works with H.J. Ross Company, or he runs that, their, their insurance education program. And he said, because of poor documentation and irresponsible billing, most chiropractors are sitting on 20 to 25% of collections that are just, they're leaving money on the table. Yeah. Like, so if you did nothing else other than just document better and bill for what the hell you do, you're talking about a, a profit increase of 20 to 25% percent, which if you're billing out 300 grand a year, which isn't that difficult to do, what's 25% of that is 75 that, grand. Yeah. That's that nice associate, that you, <laughs> you know, that you want. Or that's that, you know, nice. Uh, that marketing plan for the year. It's that brand new, uh, you know, 2018 Tahoe or Yukon, you know, 
what's that Yukon Denali, like uh, Kevin Christie drives over there, you know, <laughs> high end vehicle. So, well, this is awesome. I, I'm excited about people joining this academy and, and seeing this kind of come to fruition. So, uh, let me ask you this because I, I, I know we're, we're getting close to the end here, but how, if you guys could kind of paint your picture of how you want people to grab this, run with it, and be successful, because I know you two are interested in people being wildly successful with the information. What do you think people need to do to be successful? Uh, oh, okay. uh, um, There's a lot of people that sign I mean, up for a lot of programs and then just never access them, right? I mean, that's how yeah, yeah. Well, we try to. Information marketing space is built on that premise. Yeah, the membership the membership program space is built on that. It's built on we hope you sign up for membership and then don't and then forget to uh deregister. Mm-hmm. Um one of the problems with membership uh groups a lot of times is A either there's not enough content or B there's just way too much content. And and there's a lot of pressure to sort of like put way too much out there cuz you want to make sure people get enough. But Uh, it's a really nice enough blend of digestible content for the people of this day who really can't like they, they can't listen to five podcasts in a night. And if you released five pieces of content in a day, you've probably lost a lot of that. So we've really focused on a digestible amount. So if I could visualize what people were doing with the program is they are treating it like premium cable. You know, like you're going to watch your news and you're going to watch your sports and all that on basic cable. But then every now and again, you're going to check into HBO and you're going to get a good movie or a, a good program or in Josh's case, uh, Skinamax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I set that up. Don't, that was like a five minute judge. setup for that punch. Don't judge. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that but, was uh, pretty good. I've seen better, Bobby, but that was pretty good. <laughs> it's premium, you know, you, you come in and you learn and then you apply. Oh, I know, baby. I know it's premium. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but to piggyback, so my closing statement would be this, and I, and I think people will get whatever they want out of it. Um, their own different way, but it should be 85% PBS, 15% MTV. So we want it to be at least a rapport building. We want you to know who the, the real new young dog difference makers are in this profession, not just the old dogs wearing the suits that have positions of hierarchy, but there is a new set of, there's a new set of blood that's making decisions and making things happen. And we're going to introduce you to them because you have to do this in a new way if you're going to be successful these days. Um, see, I, I like the fact that I, I use the 85%, 15%, but I stole mine. Bobby actually made his own up so he can put his name underneath that. Yeah. That's t-shirt worthy. That um, is t-shirt worthy. So Kevin said something that, that rings really true to me and I want to introduce that to the group, but hopefully ex- exit this podcast with this idea. Mm-hmm. So I termed it fun- my own personal functional capacity or my own personal capacity to do things throughout a day. Because I know there's some people out there that might see four people a day, 10 people a day, 20 people a day, uh, as far as patients go, and they always want to increase that capacity to see more volume. Or you want to increase your capacity to do more push-ups or push up more weight uh, on a Smith machine if you're Josh again. (laughs) You know, but for me, I knew that at some point before you guys even knew who I was, I had to increase my own personal capacity to do things. Um, and there was a point in time, uh, I think it was 2015 or so, 2016, where we had, me and the wife, well, she did, uh, she, we had a miscarriage and we lost a child. And then living in the Pacific Northwest, it's really easy to get sort right of here. depressed. Yeah. Because it rains like every single freaking day. Um, so I went through a spiral of depression and my functional capacity basically went to zero. Like I could barely uh, get to work and get through a day of work without being like, you know, why, why, the, why the hell am I even doing this? You know, it was, a, it was kind of like an existential crisis. And I looked at my wife and I said, I've got my own personal experiment here. Um, I need to increase my own functional capacity to get things done. That's my only way to get out of this depression thing is to do more things. Now, I didn't do things in a blind way to sort of distract myself from my depression. I, I faced that. Um, but... This, this concept of what are you able to do and if you can quantify that and then you can improve on what you're able to do with more things and you just do more things consistently, you will look back. Now, what is that? Is that 
the leading indicator or is that the, that's the trailing indicator, right? Well, I think like looking you, back, you have a certain level and then you look back at that old level. Yeah. If you, they, but if you did the actions on the front end, that's a leading indicator. Like if, if you just said, I'm going to shoot two YouTube videos a week, you know, very quickly. I mean, you guys are both been in practice for a while. Three years passes like yeah, blink of an eye, snap yeah. of a finger. Right. But if, if every, every year you've done 48 weeks of content production, you're going to be okay. Right. Like it's going to insulate yeah. you. Yeah, it was 2016. So where are we at? 2018. And in a two year span, uh, me personally, my functional capacity, um, I, I've had a successful practice when it, Got re- left that one because it was hindering my ability to do more functional capacity things. Tried to buy another one that didn't fail. That's a time, that's a story for a different podcast. And then started my own practice here from scratch. Uh, really took the forward thinking chiropractic alliance from just a place where people were just hanging out to it, it's an empire now. Um, to the the uh, Chiropractic Success Academy and so many other things just by saying I'm going to dedicate myself to being able to do just a little bit more each day and the things I've learned in this two-year span about myself and my capabilities as a person and my ability to make a huge difference in this world have changed. Uh, you know, I'm 42 years old. That's 40 years before then. You know, what, what do you know as a kid? But, you know, so, so that's 18 years or so before then that I feel like we're not nearly as productive as these last two, just because I, underst- I understood this one concept. So to round all that stuff out, I feel like if people are members of the CSA, they're going to find that one thing that's going to catapult them to the next level. I don't know what your one thing is, but we're going to try to get to it. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to have fun doing it too. So, yeah, yeah, we will. We will. And, you know, I think what ultimately it's, I think the day of kind of the high-end coaching uh, has become uh, demonetized, right? And uh, Peter Diamandis has a great book called Abundance, and he talks about the six Ds. And and one of it's digitized, which leads to demonetization. And you can get high value in some if you can digitize something. And that's essentially what we're doing. Um, And so it's like you're going to have that whole aspect that may have cost $1,000 a month in the past, right? Um, that costs a fraction of that, but with the same, if not more value, because you're going to get the the crowdsourcing aspect of it as well. And it's like Bobby said earlier, one of the, like the Facebook groups are a beautiful thing, but it can be like drinking water out of a fire hydrant. And it, and it can be very tough to actually put some of that stuff in action. This consolidates a lot of that uh, and makes it an actual plan. Awesome. And we took the gurus out. So that saves a lot of money. It's say, you know, if we are not gurus, we don't have to pay ourselves as much. And if we are not gurus, we don't have to charge as much. So it definitely demonetizes things as well. Well, then that means that there's no t-shirts available or like logo to golf. Hey, uh, you two guys, you two guys are speaking at Parker seminars. You're the gurus. So <laughs> oh, come on. you guys are going to put up, be put on a stage. So uh, you're, you know what? Who we're talking to here. Yeah, you're right. Well, thanks Bobby. thanks you, for putting us on the stage first. Yeah, uh, we appreciate yeah. everything you've done for us. And if you could just kind of, you know. Keep doing maybe, that uh, stuff. Well, no, uh, <laughs> address us as Mr. Christie and Mr. Satterley from here on out because, uh, you know, we do realize that we are a little bit, just a little bit better than you. Yeah, I'm genuflecting uh, in, your, in your general yeah. direction right There's now. There's not many times in your day that you curtsy, but I'd, I'd appreciate it right now. <laughs> oh. Sure thing, Mr. Awesome. Satterley. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so basically what people are getting with the CSA is about ten dollars or $15,000 worth of information about how to run your practice, how to market your practice. A bazillion million dollars. Right, it's priceless. Or a hundred bucks a month. And it's not just, it's not just what works, but it's what you have proven that works in this model because you've, it's not just like, Hey, this idea should work. It's no, no, no. We're seeing Mike Stanley or uh, was it Joe Danke or uh, Jay Greenstein. We're seeing this actually work in their communities. And we're bringing this forward to say like, we know that these strategies work. You got to protect yourself. You got to protect your practice. You got to produce content. You got to be a great clinician. And we put that all together and for just a incredible value of uh, 99 a month, uh, people can get access to that information, right? They got to take action. I don't want to, I don't want to over, uh, I don't want to lose sight of that. They have to take action. That you is like, push the button, yeah. mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, and I would love to put a video camera in these guys' clinics. I, mean, I, I would love to honor, show us, Mike, show us, Joe, mm-hmm. show us, Jay, show us how you do this. Right. And how often do we go into these Facebook groups and someone says they're a big shot and you have no idea what they're doing, you know? Right. Like, yeah, I, I see a hundred rehab patients a, a day. How? Oh, <laughs> you know, I just, no, tell me the freaking secret. How do you see a hundred a day doing this? Because, because yeah. us, me and Kevin, we've been in this game the same amount of time. We, we started practicing in 2005 and we, you can't, uh, you can't trick an old dog. I don't think. Maybe you can, you but that's a lot of raccoon. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, Show so us. Let me ask you this. Uh, so I'm not sure we're trying to get this out ASAP as soon as possible. I know uh, you guys launched a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Are there any specials going on or anything? You know, if people listen to this, the day it comes out, what offer is out there for people to take action and really make a difference in their, in their clinical life? Yeah, we're going to we're going to run it for this short stint um for $85 as a pre-sale. Uh, the the actual academy launches August 1st. We're going to be doing a few things inside of the closed Facebook group uh, prior to that, but um, the academy will launch uh, August 1st, but over the next uh, few days it'll be 85 and then the regular price will be that that $100 mark uh, moving forward. All right, so if people sign up now, they get it at 85 and how long does that last? Like a month or two? No. Six, no, no. Oh, six months. Six months. Six yeah. months. That's like a savings of almost a hundred bucks, man. Like you could take your associate out to. Yeah. It's like a free month. Yeah. Yeah. And be like, Hey, listen, this is what I need you to do. Mm-hmm. I love it. All right. Well, any last words of advice, uh, Bobby, any last words of advice for practicing chiropractors out there? Uh, whether it has to do with the CSA or not, I just, you know, you're such a plethora of information. I want to allow you to open up the kimono here. Yeah. Uh, membership.csacircle.com. That's my advice. And drink lots of water and call your mom. Be nice to your family. You know what? I think that it brushed over. Do call your mom. Do call your mom. Tell people that you love them. Yeah. And Kevin, any last words of advice for my listeners? Uh, You know, we didn't talk anything about clinic, gym, hybrid facilities here, but I know that your program well, we actually got a couple, I can't, I'm not going to mention names, but we got a couple of your clients that are already members of ours. So there will be a, a diversity of types of clinics and that'll be part of it as well. So, well, look, my model only works when people have a successful clinic. So what you guys are doing is perfectly aligned with that. Good. Then we can bring you in in a little bit and you can, uh, you know, help out, show there us how it works. <laughs> Any last words there, Kev? No, I'm good. All right. Well, Uh, I appreciate you guys being on tonight. Congratulations on the launch of this program. And I'm super excited to see what it does for chiropractors all across the nation and the world, for God's sakes. Do you guys have any- All I can think uh, about in this podcast is a Christmas story when he runs to the bathroom with the the little Oakley Annie detector ring. Yeah. And he does it and and he finally detects it all. And it's like a crummy commercial. (laughs) (laughs) We We had a commercial on your podcast. Well, hopefully it was entertaining and other, and people took something from it. Yeah. I mean, it's a commercial, but it's a commercial for a product that I believe in. I think will help chiropractors lead a, you know, I always say, go out there and maximize your license. And that's what you guys are doing is helping people maximize their license, right? Hell yeah. Cause that's how you have the most fun. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Dr. Bobby, maybe, and Dr. Kevin Christie for being on today for clinic gym radio. Uh, This is Dr. Josh Satterley saying, go out there, maximize your license and live the life you dream of. Thanks, guys. Thank you. you. Thanks for listening to Clinic Gym Radio. If you're ready to double your profit without working longer hours, please visit clinicgymhybrid.com and find out how easy it is to get started on your path to freedom. That's clinicgymhybrid.com.